Welcome to the Management Marketing 5453 Contemporary Issues in Management, and I'm your host, Casey Voss. In this podcast, we will be covering questions from Chapter 16, 17, and 18. The question from Chapter 16 asks about the advantages and disadvantages of being the first one to outline his or her position in a negotiation. One of the advantages of being this first party to outline their position in a negotiation is that it establishes a number that focuses the other negotiator's attention and expectations and can influence the final outcome. It is used as an anchor, which forces a counteroffer to be based on the initial position. However, there can be some drawbacks to this strategy. The first offer can be made prematurely and can be costly as a result. The first offer should only be made when you believe you have sufficient information about the other party's reservation value. If you do not have enough information about the zone of possible agreement, it is best to wait to make an opening offer until you have collected more information. The question from chapter 17 asks about the advantages and disadvantages of geographically dispersed teams and what a leader can do to minimize those disadvantages. Some of the advantages of geographically dispersed teams is that they can bring together diverse team members with varying genders, races, backgrounds, perspectives, skills, and functions. The diversity can create both opportunities and challenges. Each difference leads to a fundamentally different worldviews, but also differences in how information is examined and how decisions are made. Diverse team members tend to produce more creative and innovative solutions over the long term compared to teams with more homogeneous members. Some of the disadvantages of geographically dispersed teams can be speed and efficiency. If a task is straightforward with a short deadline, a more homogeneous team may be more appropriate. Homogeneous teams possess a common language and approach that facilitates and accelerates the group process. Geographically dispersed teams are also more challenging to manage. You'll be able you'll also be more likely to witness greater variance in in performance among the team members. Diverse teams are more likely to experience conflict or misunderstandings if the team and its leader do not make the time to ensure that all team members understand each other's perspectives. The question from chapter 18 asks about the cultural factors that influence motivation and what managers of global operations think about motivation. Cultural factors have a significant impact (coughs) on how individuals are motivated. Different cultures can have varying needs for motivation. The United States is often considered an individualistic culture, which is focused on one's individual accomplishments and tasks. This culture is focused on the need for achievement and would be best managed by someone who provides continuous feedback and encouragement. In the Japanese culture, Individuals are more motivated for the collective achievement of the group or team and not by individual actions. Global managers should be aware of cultural motives and tendencies and should channel them in a useful way. The cultural norms and values of the society can and do influence what is considered important and valuable, which can influence key motivational drives. That is it. Thank you and have a good day.